So it's a pleasure being here again and um, 
I would like to say thank you to everyone that actually take the time off to listen to the segment on a weekly or daily basis. Thank you once again. And today I would like to talk about some Old Testament heroes and heroines who, by trusting God and by speaking in line with his promises, exercised dominion over planet Earth. So all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible and uh, I'll start. So since God's original intention for creating man was that man be a co-ruler with him, he therefore made man a creature of dominion to ensure that his plan will never fall apart. He secured same by foreordaining his only begotten son before the foundation of the world. And for confirmation, one can read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. To be his redemptive lamb, and later on, he actually sacrificed him at Calvary for the world to see. And for confirmation, one can read Revelation chapter 13. Verse 8. So, based on what I mentioned just shortly, the deliberate action of God, several Old Testament saints were able to exercise dominion in and over planet Earth by using the God ordained law of agreeing with God and by employing the law of decree. So, I will give some examples of many. Of their dominion exploits so let us start with Abel who although he lost his life by agreeing with God and offered the God required sacrifice to his maker had his name etched on the top of the list of Old Testament saints who believed God so for confirmation, one can read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Then we have now Enoch, a family man, of whom it is written that he walked with God. And that can be confirmed in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Now, one may ask, how did Enoch accomplish such a feat? And the answer can be found in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, which questionably informs us that in order to work with God, one must agree with God, and quite rightly so. Now, Enoch pleased God to the point where he was left with no choice but to translate him from earth to heaven, which is found in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. And the high point of Enoch's testimony was that before he was translated from earth to heaven, he had the God-revealed testimony that he pleased God, which can be confirmed by reading Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. And how can I not mention Noah, of whom God said the following, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. 
So that verse was taken from Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. So from Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, we know that Noah, like Enoch, walked with God by obeying him and became an heir of the righteousness of faith, which can be confirmed by reading Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Now, with respect to Noah's decrees, which were established by God, as we read in Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 to 27, and observe that the blessings which were pronounced on Shem and Japhet and the curses on Canaan's descendants still holds good up until this very day. For while the descendants of Shem and Japhet are the leading prosperous nations on earth today, Canaan's descendants who settled from Sidon as thou comest to Gira, unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Adma and Zeboim, even unto Lasha, which is known as Zohar, are the poorest people in the Middle East today. So read Genesis chapter 10, verses 15 to 19. So in Genesis chapter 19, verses 1, to 29 and Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 23 and one would understand that four of those five cities were destroyed by fire from heaven for their abominable lifestyle so next we must highlight Abraham a wealthy Chaldean prince who was instructed by God to leave the country of his nativity, his father's house and his kindred to go to a land which he would show him. God promised to bless Abraham and told him that through him all the families of the earth would be blessed. So for confirmation, read Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 3, Genesis chapter 13 verses 14 to 17 Genesis chapter 15 verses 18 to 21 so Abraham agreed with God and with his father heading the caravan took his grandson Lot with them now after years of on-the-job training in which Abraham experienced some victories and defeats God gave Abraham the greatest test that the human mind can countenance. God requested of Abraham that he go to Mount Moriah and sacrifice his son Isaac, for whom he had waited for half of his adult life. So the above request was made by God, not only to test Abraham's allegiance, but also to find another human being to head up his earthly family of faith. When Abraham obeyed God, he earned himself the title of the father of faith and a friend of God. So for confirmation, read Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8 and James chapter 2 verses 21 to 22. 
Now concerning the decree ministry in Abraham's life, we observe Abraham while on his way to sacrificing his son Isaac, saying the following to the young men who accompanied him to Mount Moriah. And the saying goes like this, Abide he here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. That's found in Genesis chapter 22, verse 5. And when asked by his son Isaac concerning the lamb for the burnt offering, he told his son, whom he was going to sacrifice, the following. My son, God will provide himself a lamb. That's found in Genesis chapter 22, verse 8. And are you surprised that Abraham got what he said? One should not be. Because if you read the account of the techniques of faith cataloged in Romans chapter 4 verses 17 to 23, one would not be surprised. For faith confesses the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So brethren, faith staggers not at the promise of God through unbelief. Instead, faith dispels doubts by confidently giving glory to God. So with respect to Isaac, who was married when he was 40 years old, and then realized that his wife could not bear children, nevertheless, he believed God for some 20 years before God blessed them with Esau and Jacob, who became the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. So I am still with Isaac. Eh? Isaac obeyed God and remained in the land of promise when there was a famine in the land. He sowed that said year and received a hundredfold that can be confirmed by reading genesis chapter 26 verse 12. now with respect to jacob he wrestled all night with an angel whom he refused to let go until he was blessed by sin so read genesis chapter 32 verse 28 as confirmation but the zenith of Jacob's life was that he prophesied more than Abraham and Isaac. And the things which he decreed were established by God. So, for confirmation, compare Genesis chapter 49 verses 1 to 3 with 1 Chronicles chapter 5 verses 1 to 2. And observe that God confirmed Jacob's curse. On Reuben. Now, with respect to Moses, an entire book can be written of his exploits. However, I shall not mention the parting of the Red Sea, nor the miracles which he performed before Pharaoh in Egypt, but the one in which his authority was challenged by envious Dathan and Abiram. So the following episode goes like this. And Moses said, 
hereby ye shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do all these works. For I have not done them of my own mind. That's in Numbers chapter 16 verse 28. So Moses' decree follows like this. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord had not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth, and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick unto the pit, then ye shall understand these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed them up, and their houses, and all the men that put appertained unto Korah, and all their goods. They and all that appertained to them, went down alive into the pits, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. So that scripture was taken from Numbers chapter 16, verses 29 to 33. So brethren, by decreeing the destruction of his wicked challengers, Moses exercised dominion over the material earth, and in so doing, miraculously rid the Israel congregation of the wicked. So brethren, that episode taken in Numbers chapter 16 verses 29 to 33 finds its New Testament parallel in Acts chapter 5 in which the Apostle Peter similarly decreed the untimely death of Ananias and his wife Sapphira. So read Acts chapter 5 verses 1 to 10 for confirmation for yourselves. So now, the next Dominion hero that I wish to highlight is Joshua, who, when faced with the overwhelming armies of the heathen, decreed that the day be lengthened and got what he said. So the following episode, what I will be reading, goes like this. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Joshua? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. So that was read from Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 to 14. So brethren, if you would but be obedient unto the Lord's dictates and precepts, you can also have what you say. 
if you doubt not in your heart when you decree a thing so as for caleb of whom it is written that he wholly followed the lord he declared that israel was well able to dispossess the inhabitants who occupied their promised land and after 45 years he ultimately got what he said with respect to the young shepherd david he killed a lion and a bear which attempted to eat his sheep and later on he won the battle of words with goliath whom he later beheaded so that episode goes like this then said david to the philistine thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield but i come to thee in the name of the lord of hosts the god of the armies of israel whom thou hast defied this day will the lord deliver thee into my hand and i will smite thee and take thy head from thee and i will give the carcasses of the host of the philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a god in israel and all this assembly shall know that the lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the lord's and he will give you unto our hands so david prevailed over the philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the philistine and slew him but there was no sword in the hand of david therefore david ran and stood upon the philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith and when the philistines saw their champion was dead they fled so that was first samuel chapter 17 verse 45 47 50 to 51. so based on the scriptures that i just read david by basing his verbal attack against goliath upon the covenantal promises that god made with israel won the battle of words then defeated goliath afterwards to be sure david got what he said so as i come to a close as for the prophet elijah he exercised dominion over lack the weather witchcraft witches and death and all these feats he did by speaking and by body contact then along came elisha who by speaking and also by body contact exercised dominion over lack barrenness nature the elements and death he likewise got what he said with respect to daniel and his three hebrew friends they exercised dominion over a lion a bear and a raging fiery furnace this they did by trusting in their god and speaking 
accordingly. With respect to Job, he trusted God and his revealed word in the face of the worst kind of physical and mental trials faced by any mortal and in the midst of it all decreed his ultimate victorious end. As we read in Job chapter 23 verse 10 which states, But he knoweth the way that I take when he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So brethren, if you would but turn to Job 42 from verse 10 to 17, one will see that Job ultimately received double for his trouble. So not only was he blessed with twice as much as he had before, but as he said, he not only came forth as gold, but in addition to that, he was actually blessed with much gold. So read Job chapter 42, verse 10 to 12 for yourselves. And I dare not forget Rahab, who, having heard of the miraculous works of God, hid the Israel spies and was rewarded by God with her life and the lives of her entire family when God delivered Jericho into the hand of the Israelites who destroyed it. So in addition, she became the matriarch of the human vessels through which David, king of Israel, came into this world. So this fact can be verified by reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. And as for orphan Esther, by agreeing with God and became queen in a foreign land, and by her faith in God and his cause, saved the children of Judah from being totally wiped out. So as I close this segment today, King Hezekiah, comes into focus for during his reign he rid judah of idolatry but when he faltered in his walk with god god sent the prophet isaiah to inform him that he was going to die so by drawing on the promises of god he made supplications based upon his good old track record and obtained an extension of 15 more years to his life, which can be confirmed by reading Isaiah chapter 38 from verse 1 to 5. So brethren, it can be clearly seen that God has not changed his mind with respect to him giving mankind the right to exercise dominion in and over planet earth and in every generation so those who dare to put their trust in god and his precepts can join the list of individuals who exercise and will continue to exercise dominion in and over planet earth so that's the end of my segment today Remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. 
spend time reading your bibles so have a blessed and safe productive week bye for now